0: Welcome! You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have my friend Laura O'Brien with me today. Welcome, Laura. Hello, Brittany. So, tell them a little bit about you and what it is that you do. So I am a midwife, I
1: deliver babies, I'm responsible for the prenatal care for moms, babies, and for the postpartum care, as well as the actual labor and delivery. I'm also a Christian and I have learned a lot about how the world that is spiritual overlaps with the world in the natural and where that comes into play with birthing and with promises.
0: Yes, and we're going to talk about some interesting things today because, as Laura said, she's a midwife. She is a midwife. She is also a prophet, and as she works with clients, she works them through not just the natural aspect of birthing, but also the spiritual aspect of birthing, and she has learned some pretty awesome things in that process. And, you know, for anyone that is getting ready to have children in the natural, I think this is valuable information for you. But but there is also this aspect of birthing things in the spiritual, because we all have promises from God that need to be birthed, and we all have things that God calls us to build that need to be birthed. So there's going to be some crossover. So even if you are a man, or you are never going to birth a baby again, perhaps, This is for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, uh, Brittany's absolutely accurate. I spiritually have learned about midwifing. And as somebody wants to bring forth a promise, we have to find out, is there malposition in the spirit realm? Is something wrong with the process? Is it hung up? Is your promise not coming forth because there's something in the bloodline that needs to be removed? And so, because the Lord has gifted me in being able to spot what's going on and get babies free, He's also gifted me in the Spirit to be able to spot the problem, the hang-ups, and the turns that need to be made so that your baby can get free. The promise of the thing that you want to see come forth that has been birthed in you will come free as we work on identifying the hang-ups and dealing
0: with them. Yes. So... You had a few Bible verses you wanted to bring up, right? (laughs) I do
1: have some Bible verses to bring up. I want everyone to understand that the Bible, including the Old Testament and the New Testament, is not a mute point. It actually still affects you every day. And generationally, the things in our bloodline actually affect us. If there is witchcraft or sin in the bloodline of your ancestors, you may say, what does that have to do with me? But the Bible is very clear on this point. In Deuteronomy 5, verse 9, it says, You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. And so if you actually look at the Ten Commandments, that's a place to start. There are other blessings and curses mentioned in the Bible very specifically. One of the blessings that you can actually have with your birthing process is that in in Deuteronomy 28, verse 4, it says, "...the fruit of your womb will be blessed, and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flock." This is a birthing blessing. So if you have a promise and you're thinking, oh, I want that blessing then all we have to do is identify any curses that have been in your bloodline or open doors to curses in your life. And one of those things and ways that it comes in, especially in the birthing realm, I see a lot of mixture with witchcraft. And a lot of people think that in the Western world, we don't we don't deal with witchcraft anymore. And that's antiquated. However, the Bible is actually clear on this. In Galatians 5, it says in verse 19 and through 21, The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so in the Old Testament, you see places where the Lord cleansed the land and had all the witches kicked out and the witchcraft really evacuated so that his people could be a holy people. And I just want to talk about if you want to see your blessings come forth, how can we get you free from any curses in the bloodline that might be holding that back?
0: And I'm happy to tell some stories, Brittany, if you'd like. Yes. I was just going to ask. I know you have some pretty wild stories. Mm -hmm. So I would love you to share some stories and examples of things that you had to do to get through the birthing process.
1: Yeah, so when when I meet a client, they both come with a different generational line, of course. A mother and a father have a different generational line. And to get a baby born, you're dealing with blessings and curses in both lines. And so if a, if a parent doesn't understand their power of deliverance, then I need to identify what the hang-up may be. So for instance, a bloodline curse of somebody who has... Compromised with blood covenants and a spirit of witchcraft, even if it was their great grandfather's Freemasonry words that they didn't personally speak, that will actually come after the firstborn boy. And a lot of these babies, it's a lot of work to get them born, and sometimes they're even born with a cord wrapped around their neck three times very tightly, or a a shoulder stuck, or those are some of the things that I see. But even a bloodline covenant with a spirit of death that is in their bloodline will cause a mother to hemorrhage and potentially even die and thankfully i have never seen a mom or a baby pass away and and that is because i stand for life and so we do not allow death but in the bloodline there can be open doors to a spirit of death so for instance when a baby is coming through the birth canal they have to make certain internal movements to get free if a baby is not able to make those movements or is hung up by a cord wrapped around them, I find that witchcraft can be involved somewhere in the bloodline, either on the mother's side or the father's side. So one birth I actually went to, the, the woman felt like she couldn't get her baby out. And we were, I'll skip to the end to make it a little shorter, towards the end of the delivery, I came into the room and I had never met this woman before. I was at a birth center, and I walked in, and just listening to the Holy Spirit felt like I needed to sit quietly and assess. So I just prayed. At first, the woman reacted negatively to wanting help, and when I helped her turn the baby, I said, we need to get this baby in another position. It was actually through taking a stand and having her physically stand up that I was able to help this baby be born. I actually prayed to bind the witchcraft up under my breath, but while I talked to her soothingly and calmingly, I said, okay, this baby needs to come out now, and I'm going to help you. And I could feel the twisting of the witchcraft was after her, but because I've done this for so long and because of being a prophet, I'm able to take authority and speak to the body. I do encourage you whatever promise you're trying to birth, speak to that situation and tell things to align in Jesus Christ's name because alignment is what it's about. That's why the Bible tells us to pray as it is in heaven. So it is on earth. Let it be done in earth um, because that is kingdom alignment. So I was speaking alignment. I had her stand up and very suddenly with an extreme push where I helped put pressure on the backbone, low backbone, this baby was born. And when he was born, he was so tangled in cords, uh, it, he actually came into the world absolutely wrapped up like a tight package. And I did so much. And because she was standing, this baby was born in midair. So I caught the baby, but uh, unraveled it very quickly, somersaulted him around, unlooping, un, looping, un-, un- uh, hindering him, freeing this baby all in a moment with this cord that was completely entangled around this little one and then was able to hand him to the mom and she sat down and was happy and um, you know, in that case it was it was actually a lot more intense than it sounds, but this baby's heart rate had been dropping and he actually uh, broke her tailbone on the way out. but what ended up happening is this woman later took a picture with her actual wand. Yes, I said wand. Um, she, she was a witch, and the witchcraft in her bloodline and in her life had so hindered the birth of this baby that it took a lot of spiritual uh, aptitude and force to be able to get baby here. Well, later she ended up thanking me. And I looked at the cord of this baby, and it was completely curled and twisted in a very tight fashion, like old telephone cords. And when I see that much twisting, where a promise can't get free because there's that much twisting, it's almost always one of these things in the Bible that has to do with witchcraft twisting up the promise and not letting it come forth. So that's one example.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So... Things from Galatians 5, right? Yes. Are the things that can twist up the promise and keep it from coming forth. Why don't we read that section again? Galatians 5. Absolutely. And just to define
1: witchcraft differently, because a lot of people think, well, I don't have that. Let's talk about sources a little bit of current day witchcraft. Yes. So I'm going to read this list again. And it is Galatians five nineteen. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious: sexual immorality. And who doesn't have that in their bloodline, right? So even if it's or in not their own you, life at some point, yeah, in your life or in your bloodline, there could be sexual immorality. That's an open door to something holding back your promises: impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft idolatry is actually more common than you think where we put something to be worshipped in the place of the lord idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition a lot of babies can't get free because the parent may have selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then, actually, it goes into the promises, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and against such things, there is no law.
0: Yes. Yes, and I like what you said about idolatry. A lot of the time, people think of idolatry as just worshiping, I, you know, worshiping, created idols, stone, wood, whatever, any other religion. But an idol can be anything that you put above God in your life. And you might think, well, I don't put anything above God, but what do you give most of your time to and your energy to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of those
1: idolatrous
0: things can be
1: things that on their own wouldn't look evil. But if you're worshiping, the oils that you use, or if you're worshiping even the, a video gaming system uh, or time in that, if it, it, if it is becoming more prominent in your life than God, then you might need to assess, is that idolatry? Have I put this place in my heart for this other thing? And essentially put it above God, which is a sin and can lead to b- very big promises being lost in your life or aborted, not making it out.
0: And not just things, Mm -hmm. but people. Yes. You know, a lot in abusive situations, a person who is abusive raises themselves up as an idol Mm -hmm. and expects you to treat them the same way if you are in relationship with them, you know? So I know for myself, I realized at some point that the abusive relationship I had been in was basically idolatry. Mm -hmm. Because appeasing that person became more important than pleasing God. Right. So that's a way to measure it. Is pleasing a person or appeasing a person more important to you than pleasing God? If that's the case, there could be some idolatry going on that you need to repent of and ask God for help with. Yes, and you just hit the the nail on the head. You can
1: repent. These are, we, my job in the spirit realm and even as a midwife is to spot the problem and bring recognition, but also it says the Lord's kindness leads us to repentance. And if you want all the promises, good births, beautiful life, promises coming forth, repentance is the key. So, You know the problem with a lot of people, in especially in the Americas, but or in Western civilization, is that there's this worship of man, and this worship of self, and that is idolatry, as you mentioned. If you are not walking in humility, then you're walking in pride. And the Bible says to walk humbly with your God, and so it's a humble place, but He will elevate you if you walk in humility. If you're worshiping self, it's really hard to see the problem. So we spot the problem of idolatry and we say humbling yourself before the Lord, repenting before the Lord is the key, is the answer and we'll set you free from those curses actually. So again, uh, with these witchcraft curses especially, in our current society, there are so many different forms of witchcraft and it can even be something which now has been just normalized, something like yoga or reiki or certain massage therapies, but it's also ideologies. So you actually have the power and authority and blessing to be able to ask the Lord, search me, O God, and show me if there be any wicked way. And David, King David in the Bible prayed this. I pray this on a regular basis because the Lord can show us if there be any iniquity in us or in our bloodline, holding back our promises. And wouldn't you want to shut the door if you knew a storm was coming at your house? So we want to shut the door to the things that should stay out of our lives, get rid of the sin by repentance, and then set those promises free and start speaking to the baby or the promise to come forth. Yes.
0: Yeah, and what we had said earlier, it might not be an evil thing that that there is a problem with. It might just be that it's been misplaced in your life. In fact, sometimes the very promises of God can become an idol to a person and the things that God intends for your life can become an idol. But as long as it's not in its proper place, the promise can't be lived out in its fullness. Right. And the Bible says, above all things, guard your heart because it is the wellspring. And
1: so a lot of people have not been taught how to guard their heart. If you guard your heart, then it won't get misplaced. If you need help with that, then you need to ask the Lord, Lord, show me again, if there be any wicked way in my heart so that I can get rid of those things by repenting. And then will you help me guard my
0: heart? Yes. And, you know, I just want to point out that this is nothing about condemnation. If you're feeling condemnation right now, it's not from God. Mm-mm. Because God convicts, meaning he brings conviction to our own spirits that, oh, we need to deal with this. And you, you might even feel a sense of excitement with that of, I need to deal with this. But condemnation does not come from God. That comes from the enemy. And actually, the enemy tries to condemn us make us feel condemned he cannot condemn us the enemy tries to make us feel condemned so that we don't actually do what we're supposed to because if we feel that there's no hope then why would we but god gives us hope and shows us the right path so the reality is that most people that live have done one or the other of the things listed that we've talked about or have had some interaction with some form of witchcraft whether they knew it or not right And most people have had this in their bloodline. So this isn't to point anyone out as being worse off than anyone else. We have the ability to repent for the things that we did not know. Mm -hmm. And even the things that we knew that we just weren't able to get out of at the time or weren't ready. Because the Lord is good. And when we repent, we free ourselves. And when God brings, as you said, you know, that it's the love of God that brings repentance. Well, it's also the love of God that brings conviction because Mm -hmm. just as a parent doesn't want a child to do something that will harm them, God doesn't want us to do something that will harm us. Mm -hmm. So as we are healed in layers, because God usually deals with it in layers, you know, he's gracious with us and he brings more and more freedom. So maybe there was something that you were involved in and you weren't ready to leave it yet. God was probably dealing with you in layers, but it's okay now. Mm -hmm. If you've gotten out, you're ready to get out, you feel the spirit of the Lord going, this isn't right, or you just feel that tug inside, it's okay to now repent. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, God is so faithful that he actually will wait sometimes to even bring something to our attention until we're ready to deal with that. So if you find old things coming up or you're really trying to move forward into a promise, it's not unusual to see a lot of these things just manifest around you or in your life. And the reason the Lord does that is he, he's allowing his light to shine on every area so that it, you know, all darkness can be removed and, and all hindrances can be removed. So I actually spend a lot of time as an encourager. I'm really a coach for people in labor. And and with you, same thing. We want to encourage you and really coach you into your birthing of your promise so you can come to the Lord. You can repent. You can get free. And just really, after you do the repentance, get rid of condemnation and receive the love of the Lord And ask him to look over that promise for you. And we kind of refer to the Lord in this case. Um, Once you've done the repentance work, then you really just turn over that thing you're believing for and you trust him to bring about the promise. And Mm -hmm. you actually, even in labor, just need to sometimes loosen up and rest and receive love. Because if you're tense, if you're fighting, if you're warring, it's, it's not always the that that will bring forth the promise. It's actually resting under the shadow of the most high God. So we are saying a few different things to recap. But just one, ask Holy Spirit to show you if there is anything in your bloodline or in your life that needs to be dealt with. Two, repent to Jesus Christ of Nazareth for the sins. Mm-hmm. Take responsibility, repent. And that's called humbling yourself before the Lord. And then three, receive his love, receive his forgiveness, forgive yourself, and move into that birthing of the promise by being at rest with the Lord.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. The other thing with repentance is we kind of have to live in lifestyles of repentance. Because the reality is we live in a fallen world and whether we mean to participate or not, we're going to end up coming upon things that are not godly. And I know in my own experience, the closer you get to God and the more he cleanses you, the more sensitive you'll become to the things that you probably weren't affected by before. So sometimes I see things that, you know, I didn't mean to see. It wasn't even my choice, but they're affecting me and I have to go through this process of rebuking, renouncing and repenting. So to stay clean for the Lord as we live in this world, even though we're not of this world, we're still in it. So we have to kind of live in a lifestyle of repentance and just know it's okay to even daily come to God and say, Lord, you know, I just come before you and I repent of anything that my eyes have seen, that my ears have heard, that I've walked into, or even unknowingly or knowingly participated in that's not of you. And I ask you to cleanse me of it. Now I renounce everything that is not of you, God. And I ask you to fill me in all those spaces with your Holy Spirit and wash me clean and replace everything that is not of you with your perfect order, Lord, and your perfect spirit. So that was just part of A normal life. You know, when you are walking with God, we are affected by things. We have things come in that we didn't even necessarily invite in. So it's okay to just say, I didn't mean to do this. This wasn't something I did wrong. Again, no condemnation. We live in a world that's fallen. It's easy to get caught up in things that aren't good. It's actually harder to walk with the Lord. So we have to be more diligent about it. We have to consciously choose it every day. Mm -hmm. We have to make an effort and be intentional with it. And if you're going to target just one of these things,
1: honestly, the sexual sin is pervasive right now in the world. And we need to guard our gateways, what you look at on your screen, on your phone, on your computer, what you engage in, what belief system you get behind um, these are things the Lord wants sexual purity because he created this as intimacy. So when a man and a woman make a baby, that is that is just and good and perfect and of the Lord. In marriage, they were created to bring forth fruit and for the fruit to be blessed. And believe it or not, I do have a a praise report story. I had one baby that was born 100% in a pain-free zone. There wasn't one ounce of pain in my labor and she came forth very suddenly and that was a promise from the lord because he can turn things around so quickly for us with that being said if you will evaluate your life especially for immorality or any participation with sexual sin and repent renounce and reject those things then that will be the the biggest key right now in this generation for starting to see your breakthrough and also, you might not recognize those things without Holy Spirit. So just ask Holy Spirit to show you if there's any area of compromise in your life in this way. And He will. He's faithful and just and will bring that to your attention so it can be dealt with. And then, of course, you get to walk in that purity and every promise that the Bible has for you. Yes,
0: yes. And you know, thank the Lord. It's not all about, you know, repenting of all the bad things. It's also thanking him for his goodness. You know, Laura continued reading in Galatians because there's a whole list of blessings Mm -hmm. and the fruit of the spirit. So yes, we do live in a fallen world. Yes, there are things we have to deal with, but it's not Difficult. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. What might seem like a high price is actually not because the blessings of the Lord far outweigh anything that you have to do or let go of to be present with Him. And don't think that
1: you're doing something wrong if there's some tarrying for the promise. The Bible talks about tarrying or waiting for the Holy Spirit in Acts. It talks about tarrying in the Bible and birthing position in prayer. Mm -hmm. Some things you're going to have to press into to get them here. Mm -hmm. Don't look at opposition as, oh, no, I'm doing something wrong. Look at it as, potentially, you could be doing something right. If you are on track with the Lord, just push through that. Any kind of hindrances coming after you. And actually, an interesting thing about natural birth names is that name meanings are really important. For instance, one family had already had four babies and I was at the birth of their fifth child and every day she'd go into a labor mode and then it would stop and the promise would not come forth. So I spent a few nights on the couch at their house and I I left and I came back and we just tarried, we waited for this promise and she said, I don't know why this one is taking so long. So, well, this baby probably has a specific call on their life and let's find out what that is. So we continued to wait and just trust the process and trust in the Lord. And so finally, when she goes into labor, there was an all-night labor and we worked and we prayed and I contended on behalf of this woman for this baby who again was born with a lot of cords wrapped around. But as I was in that promise mode, I heard this baby will be born at daybreak. So it's the middle of the night when I heard this word, and I asked the Lord, why daybreak? <laughs> and what time is daybreak? Because in all reality, I was getting pretty tired, and so was the mom. We had worked for days, and now it was nighttime, and it was about midnight. So I looked it up, and at at that time, it, in the place that I lived, daybreak was 7 a.m., I said, okay, I'm gonna believe we're gonna see a baby roundabout there. And I kid you not, as the sun came up at six fifty eight AM, this baby was born. And I asked the mom after, you know, this baby actually was a water birth, so it was beautiful, born into the water, and there were multi-generations, the children were around this welcomed person, and sometimes the long waiting is also a better promise, by the way, some things have to gestate a little longer in your life, because they're bigger, and they're worth fighting for, and they're worth waiting for, and it's contending, but you're also trusting, and so... Those are juxtaposed against each other, but it works to bring forth the promise. And so this particular morning, as the mother is in joy and wrapped and holding her baby and everyone's loving on the baby, I said, what does this baby's name mean? It was a Hawaiian name. She said, daylight. (laughs) I said, oh, I wish I had asked you that sooner. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, some promises just take some trusting and some working through and knowing that you're on the right track Mm -hmm. so to encourage you whatever the promise is named there's something worth contending for in your life yes
0: yes and babies are promises but babies can also be a metaphorical representation of a promise that has nothing to do with a physical baby but we birth promises as we birth babies so I'm going to use the example of Joseph's life. Joseph was given a promise by the Lord. He wasn't being punished by God, but there was a process that he had to walk through to get to that promise. So as Laura said, sometimes there are issues that need to be repented of and dealt with. Other times there's a process. Sometimes part of that process is dealing with those specific issues because certain things are character building. And sometimes, We aren't ready when the promise is given to sustain the promise that is coming to us at the time. So it's not necessarily that we've done anything wrong, but that the Lord has to build things in us through experience so that we're able to carry the weight of the promise that he is giving us. And Joseph's life is a really good example of that because Joseph was given a pretty huge promise. He was going to rule over people. (laughs) People were going to be bowing to him. Well, that's a high place and it can be easy to fall apart when you're brought to the high place or to bend and not stick with the Lord. But what Joseph went through after he was given the process, the promise, I mean, was a refining process. So he was given the promise. He went through a refining process, not because he had done anything wrong, But because that was part of leading to the promise, his character needed to be built. He needed to learn to trust God even in the midst of hardship. And as his character was built, he gleaned and learned skills that helped him to serve in the position of the promise. Now, that's a very specific thing, but the same can be said for relationships. And if you look even at the birthing process of a baby, When you find out you're pregnant, you don't have a baby in your arms immediately. You find out you're pregnant. There's a missed period or there's a positive pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. What comes after? Well, a lot of the time, morning sickness. Mm -hmm. That's not so pleasant. And then there are shifting and things happening inside a woman's body during the growing process of the baby as the baby is growing and becoming. And, you know growing organs, growing larger, becoming ready to enter the world. That baby needs to go through that process. The woman's body has to shift to accommodate the baby. Sometimes there's pain in that process. Sometimes there's sleeplessness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, they have to watch what they eat and they have to do special exercises and there are all sorts of things along with this process. But the baby needs to gestate. Mm -hmm. And if the baby's born too early, the baby actually can be in danger of not surviving or of needing a lot of medical intervention. So there's that. If a promise is birthed too early, it's the same kind of a thing. But even so, as you get to the end of this process, this gestation, this pregnancy, you go through a very intense period called transition and labor, mm-hmm. but then you have a baby. And when you've gone through this process, the baby's been able to grow their organs properly. The baby has been able to gain muscle and fat and all of the things that they need to live. Their lungs have developed so they can breathe. Their mind has developed so that they can function. And you have grown and developed in the process mm-hmm. by carrying the baby to mm-hmm. to its birthing, you have developed, your body has shifted, your heart has shifted, your mind has shifted, you've learned discipline in different areas so that you can care for and steward that baby when the baby is birthed. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad
1: you brought up Joseph because actually that's a perfect example of some of these things that were in his bloodline that he was born into. Mm-hmm. For instance, his mother having idols and, um, you know, actually, was one of the curses that was in his generational bloodline, and that does say it will go to the third and fourth generation. The blood that was put on Joseph's coat to say that he had died was really a goat's blood. That was a false blood sacrifice, and that was in his bloodline as a blood covenant. And then you have sexual sin where he was accused of something. That's actually probably something that was in his bloodline. So as Joseph is walking forward into his process, again, you know, you know, you mentioned Brittany, the high places to rule in a high place. If we want to rule in a high place, we have to take back the high places. And the witchcraft in his bloodline that was there had to be dealt with. And so Joseph prophetically walked through each of these things. But on the inside of his heart, there was a deliverance happening as there was repentance happening. There were things that God was doing so that he could carry that big place and and rule in the high places. He had to walk through dealing with all of these things And and getting his bloodline free. And then he, of course, became a deliverer of sorts for his people. So it was a very, very big promise. So yes, Joseph was the perfect example for that one to talk about how we can get free of these different things and especially how it will free our future. So we want to encourage you to know that the future doesn't have to look like a bound up ball of gunk. It can look like a brand new baby. And then the growth with that, even a leader or a nation. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying to you is, you know, don't get bound up in what you're dealing with now. Look bigger. And if you work in the, sm- if you just deal with the small thing that God puts mm-hmm. in front of you to deal with one little baby step at a time, you work through it. And we always say with contractions, stay in the moment. Don't look too far ahead because you get into the what ifs. Well, what if it gets worse? What if I can't handle it? Don't do that. That's fear talking. If you stay in the moment and if you trust the Lord in that moment, find rest in him, come into repentance, come into love, come into forgiveness and rest in him and just do what the Bible says. As he leads you, he will show you how to get through. And really, it's a crossing of the Red Sea. And so, you know, when you think about that, that was almost like a birth canal. So the wind came and it blew it open and they still had to walk across. And a lot of times I actually deal with babies that are malpositioned. They're trying to get out, but they just need to turn their heads a little bit and tuck their chin to their chest and get in the right posture. Mm -hmm. Well, a baby, you know, actually you may think doesn't have a choice, but believe it or not, there's bloodline things affecting that actual Mm -hmm. baby. So we can pray kind of for the baby as well to line up and get into the right posture. But if we take a humble posture, you know, all these promises from the Lord are yes and amen. They absolutely will come true. His word does not return void. Mm -hmm. So if you need a promise in your life from the Lord to believe for you, simply ask him and he will either give you a scripture verse to stand on or he will send someone to you to speak that word into you he will confirm it with a dream or a vision he has many ways to let you know what the promise is that you're contending for and then you won't have that purposelessness feeling and the bible actually talks about some people giving birth to wind or air like an empty promise where they didn't they didn't realize what they could have had so if the lord has given you a promise that's great you can believe for it you can contend for it if you don't know what your promise is Ask him and he will show you and he will give something for you to stand on and walk through that birth canal for Mm -hmm. and that's his promise to you.
0: Yes, absolutely. I just want to go back to the Joseph thing again really fast because Mm -hmm. you were talking about these bloodline things. So most of what he had to walk through and deal with had nothing to do with him or what he had done. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we see that Joseph might have needed a little help with is humility in the beginning (laughs) because he was very excited to tell everyone about his promise of ruling over them. Right. But, you know, the Lord worked humility in him by bringing him to a place where he had to be humble. He had to serve. And the reality is that the best leaders know how to serve first. Mm -hmm. So did he have anything horrible that he had done? No, but he still had character to be built, you know, and and there were things in his bloodline to walk through. And there were possibly things that weren't in his bloodline that he still had to walk through Mm -hmm. because he was called to be a deliverer of many. Mm -hmm. And often what we walk through, we are called to deliver from. Mm-hmm. So the very areas that we have struggled with are actually often the areas that God calls us to deliver people from. So if you're in a place where you're like, I don't even know how to do this for me, just think about the people that need your healing. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, Egypt is kind of a synonym for the world. In the Bible, we see that Joseph was sent really as a slave, slavery in Egypt, and eventually Mm -hmm. the Hebrews uh, had slavery in Egypt. And Jesus actually lived in Egypt, though it was a refuge place for his family. They were around and in the world. And we are told that we, we are in the world, but not of it. And so it's it's a worldliness that we're we're dealing with. And to be sanctified, to come apart from that, is also a choice to choose Jesus amidst what the world tells us, amidst all of those things that say you can't possibly have your promise. It is worth walking through all of the stuff mm-hmm. in the world and going toward Jesus with everything in you so that you receive the greater promise, the rewards in heaven and and even on the earth you will have some rewards but there are greater things that we're believing for so the big 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 promise is actually out in front of you and an eternity that is so much better than we can grasp or imagine Mm -hmm. and so the things you do now actually really affect your eternal glory and and so you actually have big promises that you can walk into and partner with you are the inheritance of the lord you are his bride if you come to him and commit your life to him. He will take it. He will bless you. But walking through this world, it says in in the Bible that we pass through the Valley of Baca. Baca is actually weeping or tears, but we're on a pilgrimage for this is not our home. And, you know, Joseph had to pass through the Valley of Baca. He had to go through the the weeping and, and the places that were difficult so that he could be raised up to deliver many, many, many and generations And so, you know, if you have a really big calling, well, and I'm even going to say you do have a really big calling, whether you know it or not, don't be discouraged by what's in your bloodline, but do take the stance of, all right, I will be the one who stops this in my bloodline. I will be the one who stands up for what's right. I will be the one to walk in the ways of righteousness and the ways of the Lord as best as I can. And Holy Spirit will enable you to get that big promise through your life and deliver to the rest of the people Mm -hmm. here.
0: Yeah, and it's really about making a choice. Because I just keep feeling this nudge from the Lord to say, you know, it says in the Bible that it is impossible for us to keep the whole law because it is impossible for our flesh. But God loves you. He loves us so much that He chose to give His Son because He knew that we couldn't do it on her on our own. And He was so gracious and He loved us so much that He gave His Son anyway knowing that that was the only way for us to keep the law. So it's not about judging your bloodline or yourself or feeling mm-hmm. guilty. It's about making the choice to follow the Lord. And when we miss it, we go back to him and we say, God, it says in your word that I can't keep the whole law. I try. I try with All that I can. But I thank you, God, that your blood, Jesus Christ, covers it for me. That your blood covers me. And you pick up and you start again. Yes. Because the enemy would love to get you stuck in guilt and condemnation for the things that you did or Mm -hmm. didn't do. And the mistakes that you have made, Mm -hmm. but God doesn't want you to stay in your mistakes. And if you get stuck in guilt and condemnation, then you're staying in your mistakes, even if you're not in them anymore. Mm -hmm. God wants you to grab hold of his promise, even the promise of the blood of Jesus Christ, that we are made righteous through his blood because God honors our faith of just saying I'm here, Mm -hmm. just like the man in Mark whose son needed to be delivered from a demon and he had gone to so many doctors and so Mm -hmm. many places, and no one had been able to help his son. And he said, Jesus, if you can heal my son, please do. And Jesus looked at him and said, everything is possible for those who believe. If you believe your son is healed, he will be. And the man was honest, and he said, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And sometimes that's what we have to do. We just have Mm -hmm. to say, I believe. I choose to believe you, God. I choose to follow you, God. And I'm asking you to help any unbelief that's in my life, help any sin that's in my life, remove it from me because I can't do it on my own Mm -hmm. and cling to him. We do try to do our best. We can't not try because then we would be in rebellion. Mm -hmm. But if we try and we fail at times, He already made a remedy for that failure. Mm -hmm. So we're not to be stuck there. We learn, we get up again, and we keep choosing him. Mm -hmm. And one thing about the, the death of our Lord
1: Jesus Christ is when they, after he had died, they inserted a spear into his side. And what gushed forth was blood and water. And in labor and delivery, I deal a lot with blood and water. That is what comes forth when a baby is born. So Jesus literally paid the price He literally shed blood and water so that we can have these promises that we didn't earn, but he has gifted us with. But I agree with you, Brittany, because faith, I'm actually wearing a shirt that says faith today (laughs) right on it. Faith is what we need, and that combats the unbelief. We need faith. And it is a choice, but you can also ask for faith. And in Hebrews 11, 1 through 6, it says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's verse 1. And just to talk about that promise, how can you be sure of what you hope for? How can there be substance to that? Well, that is what we talked about earlier, where you don't see the baby right away when you find out you're pregnant. There's no seeing that little person yet. But you believe by faith the pregnancy test was accurate and that there is a baby growing you don't even feel movement for a long time from baby but eventually that baby starts to move this is what faith does faith will put movement to your promise you will feel the growth so you can ask him for faith and it says in verse two this is what the ancients were commended for so again going back to the old testament but also how it affects us now the things were commended for are faith it says by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Well, was that baby inside of you visible? Not right away. You had to believe. You have to have faith. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice yeah. than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. And we talk about the blood of Abel being better. Well, the blood of Jesus was shed for you. And that is all we need now. And then the last verse I want to read here is verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So the promises are rewards for those who earnestly seek him. And that doesn't just mean out there in heaven. It actually can mean here on earth as well, but also to your ongoing generations generational rewards who doesn't want their children to be blessed and their children's children's children who doesn't want their marriage to be blessed who doesn't want their their family line to be blessed we want this and so by faith that choice is made to believe the promise that god said when he died that was a once and for all but when we repent we identify with jesus christ and choose him we come into new life And that baby can be born by faith. Yes.
0: And, you know, it says in Ephesians 3.20 that God does more than we can ask, think, or imagine. And that means that the blessings that he has for us are greater than we can even imagine. Mm -hmm. They're greater than anything we could ask for or think about or imagine. He will give us the good gifts that we ask for, Mm -hmm. but he will give us more beyond what we can even comprehend. So that's a good promise to stand on. It also says, if you need help with your faith, faith comes by hearing, Mm -hmm. and hearing by the word of God. So there it actually means the spoken word, but that's also because... Back in the days that Jesus walked the earth and his disciples did, they had rabbis and teachers that would speak the word of God out loud, and they would continually go through the Bible and the Torah and the word. Mm -hmm. So that still applies to the Bible. Does it apply to God speaking directly to us? Yes, you want to write down your promises that God has given you and remind yourself of them. But if you really need a boost of faith, you go into the word of God, the Bible, Mm -hmm. and you let it boost your faith by reading his word and read it out loud to yourself Mm -hmm. and listen to it. You can listen to the Bible app. You can go on YouTube and listen to pretty much any chapter in the Bible. There are usually people that narrate and record it. You can even listen to it as you sleep and let the faith that comes by hearing Mm -hmm. and the hearing by the word of the God, by the word... Of God. (laughs) I got a little excited there. (laughs) Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let that soak into you. Yes.
1: Yes, there is power in the word. His word is living. By His word, everything was created. So if there's something that's being created inside of you, whether literally a baby, or whether a promise it's it's by the word of god so yes get in the word dive into it it will wash you and cleanse you you also mentioned something about saying and speaking well in labor one of the things i have to do is coach and help people to speak life to speak over their Mm -hmm. promise to speak the coming forth the aligning don't disconnect from the process instead you can you can look at that baby and you can say okay tuck your chin to your chest get into the right birthing position you're loved come out in Jesus name and there's something about speaking into your future that really matters and so i'm going to speak this verse over you in jeremiah 29:11 the lord says to you For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart.
0: Yes. You know, normally I ask someone to leave us with a thought it kind of sums everything up, but I feel like that was the thought and that's where it needs to be left. So that's the word of God, that he has good plans for you, plans to prosper you, prosper, not harm you, Mm -hmm. plans to prosper you, to give you a good future and a hope. And some translations even say a future that you hope for. Yeah, That's who God is. God has good plans for us, so why would we not align ourselves with the plans and promises of God? Absolutely. So I hope that encouraged you and even gave you some things to think about. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions about this episode or comments, please you know, send me a message on social media or on the page for the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week, listeners. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next week. God bless you.